Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. So, uh, so here we are with you for the next three hours. We've got... Uh, a fun show lined up for you. A lot of guests this evening. Um, where we stand right now, Kansas City up 24-3 to against the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll get into that in just a second and give you some statistics. Uh, certain players I'm sure you want to be in the know about. Uh, but we got Cynthia Freeland, who's going to be joining us at, uh, at 6.30 uh, tonight. And so less than 30 minutes. So that'll be great. She's going to be joining us. We'll talk all things NFL, getting you ready for week 18. There's a lot of moving parts this week. Are there not? Right? Who's in? Who's out? What teams need to play? What teams uh, more than likely are going to rest their players? What teams are out of the playoffs? Doesn't matter. They want to see their backups play. All that comes into play. Uh, in week 18. So we'll dive into all that. Cynthia Freeland, again, will be joining us. Teron Davenport, who covers the Tennessee Titans, will be joining us at the top of the next hour at 7 o'clock. Tennessee going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars tonight. Whoever wins that game, it's it's a playoff game, pretty much, because whoever wins that game wins the AFC South and advances into the postseason. So Teron Davenport always does a phenomenal job covering the Tennessee Titans. And I've got a slew of questions, right? Because uh, a lot going on with this Tennessee team, considering the fact that last week they rested a number of their players. They used last week as a bye week. But keep in mind, the last few weeks, they had such a, a sizable lead in their division. They were able to rest a number of players for not just last week, but a few weeks, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than what most people think. So uh, I'm excited to get Teron Davenport on with us. Again, that's at 7 o'clock. My mom is going to be joining the show. Uh, Mama Mimi is going to pop in around 8 o'clock. Why? You've got the Jets taking on the Miami Dolphins. So as always, whenever the Jets take on the Dolphins, I always like to have my mom on. We'll get an update from her, a a Dolphins update from her. What are the Dolphins going to do? against the Jets. As we know, the Jets season is over. There's still a lot of conversation to have there, especially some of the comments that we heard in regard to Zach Wilson uh, this week. Uh, But the Miami Dolphins uh, needing a win and their playoff hopes are still alive. Can the Jets play? Spoiler, uh, we'll hear from Mama Mimi coming your way at 8 o'clock. And as always, Joe Wiz joins us on the program each and every Saturday. So he's going to jump, jump on board around 8.30 to give us his picks, his plays, heading into week 18 of the NFL season. So a number of guests. Also, I believe we're going to hear from Jason Fitz. If you do listen to ESPN National, um, he hosts shows on our ESPN National radio channel and uh, is really, really big into college football. So we've got a college football championship coming your way on Monday night. TCU going up against Georgia. So Jason Fitz is going to join us with some picks and plays from him. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I always feel like it's kind of it's bittersweet in regard to this time of season in the NFL because, obviously, it's Week 18. We're heading into Week 18. We know that the season is dwindling down. But yet you're really excited 
about the fact that the playoffs are here. And, you know, in my opinion, there's nothing better than playoff football. I mean, come on. But at the same time, you know, March Madness is right around the corner. So Seth Greenberg joined me on my my digital show called Bet um, that I host each and every well, now it's now we've moved it up because there's no more Thursday night football. So I host bet on Monday and Fridays on ESPN Plus. And Seth Greenberg was kind enough to join me to, to 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 just do a quick little let's tap our big toe into the waters of college college basketball um, and what the landscape is there right now. So uh, so as you can see, a jam packed show. Really excited. We're gonna have a lot of guests. We're gonna move through it. Uh, as always, our phone lines are always open for you. 800-919-3776. Uh, and we'd love to hear for you hear from you throughout the next three hours. And we'll dive into a number of topics: Giants, Jets. We'll touch a little bit on what's going on with the Nets and the Knicks, and um, and obviously some college football. I, I know Richard, you're already on hold. We'll get to you in just a second. 800-919-3776. But before we take our first break, let's get you up to speed on what's going on in this Kansas City uh, Raiders game. So, what is what 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 are either of these teams playing for right now? Well, Kansas City obviously is playing uh, to solidify that number one seed in the AFC. Okay, and and obviously with the Bills and the Cincinnati game and that game being canceled, and uh, there's just <laughs> there's a lot going on in regard to the NFL and, and what they've decided to do, considering that that game is not going to be replayed. Okay. Uh, but this is a game that does matter for Kansas city. So where does it stand right now? Kansas city went into the locker room at the half up 24 to three full disclosure. If you watched me on daily wager earlier today, we were on at 10 30 this morning. I was all over the Las Vegas Raiders at plus nine and a half. I still am. I like this. So, okay. So as we know, that's what the, that's what the Kansas City Chiefs are playing for. Patrick Mahomes actually is playing for, I want to say like heading into this game, he was like 400 and something yards away from Peyton Manning's all-time single season record of most passing yards in a season. Uh, right now he's eight. He's 14 of 17 for 175 yards and a touchdown. Okay. So, um, both these teams, by the way, time of possession, uh, they've been dominating. So uh, 24 to three, but so the, the score is obviously a total of 27, but it's really been interesting if you, if, if you've had the opportunity to watch the first half, maybe in your car now listening to the show, uh, time of possession for each of these, each of these clubs, um, has been ridiculous. I want to say like, even like the last, um, the last possession prior to the half for the Raiders, I want to say like it was like a nine minute drive and they went forward on fourth down instead of kicking a field goal and did not get the, the touchdown. I actually believe that Devonte Adams, it was pass interference, but uh, who am I? That's not my pay grade. Uh, nonetheless. Um, so a lot of time being taken off the clock in regard to drives that have been happening with these two teams, uh, but not a lot of points to show for it. Unfortunately, but Kansas City does have 24. It's, it's pretty solid, uh, but more so on, on the Raiders' side, for sure. So, uh, Patrick, so uh, again, Kansas City playing for that number one seed in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes um, trying to reach Peyton Manning's record. He's got 175 passing yards in the first half. I uh, really haven't seen him take the field yet in the second half. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a tall task. It's a big number to try to achieve. I don't believe he will do it. But nonetheless, crazier things have happened. Uh, in regard to uh, rushing, Kadarius Tony three carries for 26 yards and a touchdown. Um, also, two receptions for 18 yards. 
I I would love I want I I don't know about you guys Giants fans. I want the full story. I want all the info. I want to know it all as to what the heck happened with Kadarius Tony and the Giants. Because anytime he touches the ball that we've seen, I know it's been a, a, a small sample size, right? Because he 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 does have a history of of hamstring injuries. But whenever he does touch the ball, it, it's electric. It's 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 really, it's really impressive. And even we heard what about a month ago, two months ago, Travis Kelsey came out and said, "I don't know how the Giants allowed him out of the building." Yeah, I want to. I want to know why. Granted, I know that he was a Gettleman, quote unquote, hire. Um, but you're looking at this this Brian Dable staff. You're looking at what they've been able to achieve. The Giants now in in the playoffs. We're expecting them to rest players um, tomorrow against the, the the Eagles. Couldn't work it out. I I I want to know like what what went wrong here. What went wrong with Kadarius Tony? If if he's if he's that great of a talent, right? If he's that great of a talent, what went wrong with Kadarius Tony? I'm I'm just I don't know about you. I'm dying to know. Uh, Pacheco four carries for 21 yards. Uh, so uh, you've got uh, Travis Kelsey three three receptions for 21. Justin Watson one reception for 67. And uh, Jarek McKinnon with another touchdown. Which, by the way, uh, he's got now. He's got nine touchdowns, and this would be his sixth game. So he's got nine touchdowns in six games. Who knows? More, maybe he scores another one. Dude is a, a touchdown monster as of late. That's for sure. So, um, so that's where it stands right now. Ronald Jones with a touchdown. Kadarius Tony with a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes, of course, with a a, a touchdown pass to Jarek McKinnon. Uh, as for the Raiders, Jared Stidham, 11-16 for 126 yards and an interception. Not so great. If you know me, you listen to me on the weekends. If you've been following me for, for a while now, you know that I was a huge, huge Jared Stidham fan out of college. The Patriots drafted him. Big reason why he's with the Raiders right now is because of Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels is the offensive coordinator with the Patriots when they drafted uh Jared Stidham. So Jared Stidham knows this offense extremely well. Uh, really impressive last week when he went up against the 49ers and threw for 365 yards and three touchdown passes. Uh, that offense alone put up over 500 yards. So felt that he was going to have a solid game tonight against Kansas City, considering Kansas City gave up 24 points to Denver Broncos last week. So um, so right now the Raiders are, are driving. It's fourth down. They're in field goal territory. Do they kick a field goal? I think it would be wise considering they, they decided not to go for a field goal on their last offensive possession. Yes, they're kicking a field goal. Um, and, uh, and that resulted in zero points. Jared Stidham has rushed six times for 43 yards as well. Devontae Adams, three receptions for 43 yards. He's been targeted in the end zone twice. Unfortunately, both times nil. Darren Waller, one reception for 24 yards as well. So this is where we stand right now. Uh, and, uh, and of course, the Raiders just kicked another field goal. So now the score is 24 to 6. Again, my play here was the Raiders at plus 9.5, just defensively. Uh, here's the thing. Offensively, here's, here's what's interesting. Offensively, they're able to move the ball down the field. Methodically, matriculously, right? Matriculously. Is right? Is that the word? By the way, we've got we've got Jacob and Joe who are producing the show tonight. Matriculate, right? They've been able to matriculate the ball down the field. They've been eating up time of possession, 
But when they get down into the red zone, which, by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs have the worst red zone defense in the NFL, mind you. They've been not, they have not been able to score touchdowns. So now they're sitting here uh, with, with two field goals. So it, it, it is what it is. But heading into this game, I did like the Raiders, plus nine and a half. We'll see what happens. Can they come out defensively and try to at least slow down the Kansas City Chiefs? We will see. That's the game on tap right now. I will keep you posted throughout the show. Uh, while we are on air, this game will conclude and we will kick off the Tennessee Jaguars game, which I'm excited about. Again, Teron Davenport, who covers the Tennessee Titans, is going to join us at the top of the 7 o'clock hour to give us a nice preview. 800-919-3776, the phone number. That's how you get in. When we get back, let's look big picture here. Let's talk about the Bills in Cincinnati. That game has been canceled. What, what does that mean, big picture, in regard to the NFL? Reports today is that the Cincinnati Bengals are not happy with what the league has decided to do pertaining to the postseason, especially, obviously, in the AFC. We'll dive into all that next, and we'll take your calls. Richard, I promise you'll be first up. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you on this Saturday night, keeping you company here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So um, so here's where it stands right now, and, and I'm just reading this straight off of ESPN.com, okay? Uh, in the wake of the uh, cancellation of the uh, Bills-Bengals game, uh, the, uh, the following scenario based on the Week 18 results were approved uh, for holding the title game at a neutral site. So it's, I know it's all very complicated. At least it is for me. I, I don't know. Maybe you went to an Ivy League. That's fine. I didn't. Uh, if Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie – a Bills Chief Championship game would be played at a neutral site. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties, a Bills Chiefs Championship game would be at a neutral site. If the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins a Bills or Bengals versus Chiefs Championship 
would be played at a neutral site. So, and apparently reports today are, are that the Bengals are quote unquote livid uh, with the coin flip situation. Because keep in mind, um, if the Cincinnati Bengals lose to the Ravens, then there will be a coin flip scenario as to where that wild card game will be played. Okay? Whether it would be played in Cincinnati or in Baltimore. Okay? Um, the Bengals were already appointed the AFC North winners. So I'm sure they're happy about that. But here's the thing. They would have been appointed the AFC North winners if they would have beaten the Buffalo Bills, which if you watched a good portion of the game, obviously before DeMar Hamlin uh, and, and, and the unfortunate situation that happened with him occurred, uh, you, you kind of got the feeling that Cincinnati uh, was, was – uh, and, and, and I felt Cincinnati was going to win that game to begin with, by the way. I was on Cincinnati heading into that Bills game, Okay. So if Cincinnati would have beaten the Bills, they would have won the AFC North, and they, this scenario would, would obviously not, not, have, not have occurred, right? They wouldn't be in this situation. On top of that, they would have been able to rest players against the, bank, uh, against the Ravens tomorrow. So A, if they would have beaten the Bills, they would have won the AFC North. B, they could have rested players on Sunday against Cincinnati, I mean, against the Ravens. So now the situation is not only do they have to beat the Ravens, but if they don't, so now they can't rest players if they don't beat the Ravens. Now it's this coin flip situation. So um, they're, they're, again, reports are they are quote-unquote livid about it. Uh, and, And Cincinnati actually voted against... This, this playoff scenario, just FYI. So, so there's, there's that. <laughs> Listen, uh, you know, again, at the end of the day, the most important thing is that DeMar Hamlin is doing well, right? He's off the breathing apparatus. Uh, we heard reports yesterday, uh, or yeah, we heard reports yesterday. It is Saturday. I'm not used to hosting on Saturday night. Uh, we heard reports yesterday that um, he was able to, he zoomed in, FaceTimed with his team, uh, is, is, and, and really at the end of the day, it's not just the fact that A, he has survived this, B, is that he doesn't have brain damage from the lack of oxygen that was circulating to the brain. So twofolds, huge, huge. So at the end of the day, Cincinnati being upset, <laughs> I mean, that's secondary to all of this, Right. At the end of the day, yes, it is about the player. But now that the player is, looks like he is, well, first of all, now that the player is alive and uh, DeMar is doing better and recovering extremely well, these are the reports coming from the hospital in Cincinnati. Now <laughs> now the reality of, okay, what, what the NFL has decided to do does not sit well with a number of teams, and specifically the Cincinnati Bengals. That's for sure. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, welcome in. Good evening. How you doing? Hi, hi, Anita. Boy, you brought up a great historical name, Hank Stram. Matriculate the ball down the field. That was good. That was very good. <laughs> he was the only football f- 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 coach I ever heard say that. 
you repeat it. I was famous. Uh, the playoffs, I agree with you 100%. I don't want to know what's going to happen. All I know is I'm rooting for five teams. These are my five. I'm rooting, of course, for the Giants and New Yorker. I'm rooting for Green Bay and Tampa, even though I never liked their quarterbacks. But now, because they're underdogs and they've come from way back to get into the playoffs, uh, Rodgers and Brady, I- I'd love to see those two old guys have a good chance to win the Super Bowl. And then the other two teams I'm rooting for, of course, are Buffalo and Cincinnati. And I think it'll be the, one of the greatest stories. I think this would be even a greater story than Hurricane Katrina when the uh, Cincinnati, uh, uh, when the uh, New Orleans Saints won the uh, Super Bowl. But I think if Buffalo wins the Super Bowl, I think this, to me, it'll be the greatest story that I've seen in sports since the 69 Mets. 69 Mets was the greatest sports story I've ever seen in my 60 years of watching sports. Uh, Katrina was big. That was great for the people down in the south in New Orleans. But I'm going to be rooting like hell. for. I don't care if they're a home team, neutral. I don't, I don't even want to know. I have enough problems knowing how much money I'm putting in my IRA. I'm not going to worry about where teams are playing and who's got home field advantage, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, what's going on. So I'm rooting for Buffalo. I'm rooting for Cincinnati. I'm rooting for the two old guys. And, I'm call, of course, I'm rooting for my New York Giants. Anita, always a pleasure. Thank you. Happy, happy New Year, Richard. Happy New Year. Quick break. We come back. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network will join me. Um, we'll, we'll take a look around. The, uh, the slate, week 18. Who does she like? Uh, what, what games is she on? We'll find out next right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. It's all too confusing for me. Let's bring in somebody who's uh, who's a lot uh, a lot smarter than I am, and that is Cynthia Freeland. You see her all over the NFL Network. Joining us here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Uh, good evening, good evening. I know different time, right? Feels weird being on Saturday night as opposed to like Saturday afternoon. I know, but I appreciate your time, Cynthia. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, thank you. My dog just like totally ruined. Like he pulled something off the counter. It had to be like a dog disciplinarian. But which is not my normal state of being, but you know we're we're dealing. We all have to be dog disciplinarians if if we if if we have dogs, that's for sure. I know I'm just bad at it. <laughs> oh wow! I bet you just let your dog do whatever. What like he or she? I bet you let your dog do whatever they want to do. He, I mean, he definitely isn't allowed to do whatever he wants to do, which is why he is now locked in the bathroom because he's he did something really bad, but. He just needs to be trained. He's a puppy. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, what, what what breed again? What is is it? It's a rescue, right? Is it a mutt? What what kind of breed? He's a mutt. Yeah. So he's probably some version of like a husky and a German shepherd. So he's pretty big. He can get up there on the counter with the best of them. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, let's dive into it. You just heard from Adam Schefter. First things first, Cynthia. Um, you know, horrible situation that we saw on Monday night with DeMar Hamil- Hamlin. Uh, but reports are that especially the last 48 hours off the breathing um, apparatus and was able to Zoom with his teammates with the Buffalo Bills. So he's on his road to recovery, which is good news. Um, but the but the NFL had to pivot, right, when it comes to the postseason. And reports now are that the Cincinnati Bengals are not happy with the situation that the NFL uh, – really has has played out in regard to a possible neutral site situation for them 
a coin flip situation for them if they do lose to the Ravens this week. Your thoughts on on what the NFL has decided to do as we head into the, the postseason with the AFC? Well, look, no one's going to be – it's never going to be a perfect – there's no perfect solution. This is an unprecedented situation. And let's be fair, nobody wanted to really – like. I don't know if we we're not ready to see that game. We just we just need a little more time and space so all of us kind of get over it. And yeah, we've heard great news and we've seen, you know, DeMar Hamlin has tweeted, which is so wonderful. We're really lucky that that's the case, but I don't think anyone I I think it's better for all of us to just have a minute where we we can get past that game and we can remember all of the good things that we learned about it, right? Like we learned about how the entire NFL community can band together and really do something good. I mean, the amount of money that was donated to his charity alone is epic. So at the end of the day, the NFL is put in a really bad situation. And, you know, the coin flip is confusing, but that's really – it really only happens if they lose to the Ravens, and that's not going to happen. So, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's an imperfect solution to a very terrible situation, but it is the best they could do. And I think the NFL just in general did a really good job start, start to bottom, start to finish – making sure that the thing that mattered most, which is his life, is the thing that we really prioritized. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here. You can see her all over the NFL Network. All right, so um, let's let's take a look in, in regard to what's going on um, tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm just, I'm staying away from the Bills in the Cincinnati Bengals game. I, I know, I do believe Cincinnati is going to beat the Ravens, especially no Lamar Jackson. He's not back. But I just I think it's going to be very difficult for both the Bills and the Cincinnati players to step on another football field, considering what they saw on Monday and what they experienced. So I'm staying away from those two games. Um, the one game that I do I, I feel and, and I feel this is my my best bet heading into this week, and and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm really surprised that the line is just two and a half here, Cynthia, against the Cleveland Browns. Right, Mike Tomlin, uh, you know the, the the players not wanting. Uh, of course, him to have his first losing season. Steelers still alive in the playoff race. Um, and, and all the drama surrounding the Cleveland Browns, Jadavian Clowney not being able to travel with the team because his comments about Miles Garrett. Why do you feel this, this, this line is, is sitting at minus two and a half, especially Pittsburgh playing at home? I think it's probably sitting there because the Jacksonville-Tennessee game is today. So people are like, well, what are you going to put? Like, I mean, there are scenarios that we all need to be mindful of, but like, like, look, at the, at the end of the day, I think that I'm with you. I think it is a mispriced line for sure. And I think that I, I love your all, all the ways that you're thinking about this. But, you know, I, I do think it's an interesting one always where, like, once I do not know what to make of all of it now. There are some weird rumors swirling about coaching changes and everything, and you don't even know. And per- perhaps that's part of it where it's like, there, you know, there's some version of like, you know, the rumor mill that like, oh, if they don't win, blah, 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 the Browns don't win, who knows what happens. And, you know, these people are writing articles saying things and nobody knows anything in my opinion. But, you know, look, at, at the end of the day, I think it's Miss Christline and I think it's nothing more than that. And we should all really think about like how good of a coach Mike Tomlin is to be able to do this with like this, you know, this team, which is a really in rebuild mode with this not so great O-line and, and he's done a great job. Yeah, you, you mentioned the rumors out there in regard to the, the coaching carousel. I've heard that there's a possibility that this could be Mike Tomlin's last game with the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is really surprising to me. Um, also, you know, obviously you've got Sean Payton out there. 
from last I heard that uh, he's going to be interviewing with the Denver Broncos, which I thought, by the way, because Condoleezza Rice is consulting the Denver Broncos, I thought that would be more of a landing place for um, for Jim Harbaugh um, as opposed to Sean Payton. So, uh, you know, what what... What are you hearing? What do you know? How do you see how do you see this coaching carousel playing out as of right now? I know we still have a ways to go uh, before obviously anything is just is determined. Well, the first thing I think is just because they're interviewing Sean Payton doesn't mean that he's going to be the guy who gets the job, right? I think you know I think Sean's going to be the hot coaching name in large part because I mean you you have to remember they have to pay. Like, if, if Sean Payton goes anywhere, like, the, the Saints, like, own his rights, right? So, like, it's a little bit different than, than another, than a normal just interview situation. So, I, I mean, we'll just see how the whole thing plays out. They'll interview multiple people. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But I, I think that the Broncos head coaching job absolutely needs to go to someone who will be able to work with Russell Wilson in a way that works for both of them because that's, to me, the least attractive coaching job out there because you're saddled with that monstrous contract. Yes, the defense has a, it's a great secondary, but they've got a lot of work to do, and it really comes down to motivating Russell Wilson. And, I, I mean, since his hand injury, I haven't seen a lot of signs pointing to him really playing at the level that that contract would dictate. So, uh, so all right. So, again, let's, let's, let's circle back to what's going on with this Week 18 slate, right? So the Patriots need to win to get in. Uh, the Bills are playing, obviously, for the seed. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm staying away from these Bills in the Cincinnati game just because, uh, you know, I don't know what to expect from these players after all that they experienced on Monday. Uh, the Ravens, uh, they, they are competing for that fifth or sixth seed uh, in the AFC, Cincinnati again. So, so they're so both those teams competing for a seeding. Minnesota and and the Bears. The Bears. Here, here's what's interesting: the Bears and the Houston Texans competing for the number one overall pick. So the Bears are at home, um, getting six against the Minnesota Vikings. Houston is on the road, going up against the Colts, and they're getting two and a half. Are you playing either of those games? I, I, I call it the NFL draft. Um, scenario uh, both again trying to get that number one seed any plays in those two games considering that you've got two teams wanting the number one overall pick I mean I I feel no confidence on this on this at all because the reality is is I mean I think that there's a good chance that like you know look the Vikings could get up big and not and then rest their starters and something weird could happen you know like because they don't really have a lot to play for either right so I mean, this is this is kind of like a not a great. I don't know. That this just seems like you you might have to be a little bit a little bit of a degenerate to to figure this one out. But like you know, maybe we are. So maybe that's where we've gotten. But I just I think people. Well, I know. Are, I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, I, I, I you said you have to be a little bit of a degenerate. Well, I I am. I am. So me too. <laughs> but you know. But again, I. <laughs> I just don't, I can't I can't figure it out. Uh, the Jets going up against the Miami Dolphins. The Jets announced that Joe Flacco will be the starting quarterback as opposed to Zach Wilson. And, and I'm sure that there's Jets fans here in New York that are like, why? Why not give Zach Wilson like one last game before the season ends? Um, and at the same time, I do believe this very well will be Joe Flacco's last game. And I think that's a big reason why they're giving Joe Flacco this game. I think this is, I think he's going to retire after this. Again, I don't know anything. I'm not reporting anything. Just what my gut is telling me. The Miami Dolphins going with Skylar uh, Thompson, their rookie quarterback. They're favored by three and a half. The over-unders at 37. Any play here? 
I think maybe the over 37 seems a little low, especially because, you know, look, I, I don't love this play. Like, I'm very worried about Miami's O-line. Like, they're playing like they're, you know, tackle number 62,573, I think. So, it's not – it's just not a great O-line situation for them. But, like, I, I do not feel great about any of, the, like, any of that one either. Like, that one could go either way. I don't feel very strongly about – I mean, Joe Flacco could very easily win this game for them. And maybe it's better for the Dolphins not to have – the, maybe their playoff hopes. Maybe maybe wait another year and make sure that two is okay. So we don't need any any more concussion stuff. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Tampa they've already locked in as the number four seed in the NFC. But Todd Bowles came out and said that Tom Brady and a number of their starters are going to start the game. Do they finish? Not sure. I don't expect no. them. I think that would be ridiculous. But nonetheless, Atlanta. Atlanta at home is favored by four. Are you playing this one at all? Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta to win this one. Sure, they could start the game, and they could play for a little bit and get their mojo back. I think it is important to maybe foster a little bit more of that Tom Brady to Mike Evans connection that we saw be rekindled last week. I think that's an important thing to add, important level of their game going into the playoffs. So perhaps we see a couple of deep shots and – kind of get the rust off, keep the rust from happening, that nothing changes, you know, left or right. But remember, that O-line has been decimated all season long. If you think that they're sitting in there risking anything going into the playoffs after narrowly eking their way into it, I just, I think that would be, I think that would be a little nuts. I mean, again, I've seen nuts things before, but I don't, you know, playing is one thing, starting is one thing, playing the entire game is another. Caroline, the Saints playing for nothing. The Giants are going to be resting their players. Wow, this line now is up to 16 against the Eagles. I'll tell you what, I I like the Giants with a backdoor cover here. This is how I see this game playing out. I see the Eagles coming out, Jalen Hurts getting the start, um, going up by a lot. And then um, Gardner Minshew coming in maybe midway through the third quarter, definitely the fourth quarter in, in the Giants um, with that backdoor cover. So I, I and, and again, I, I'm not telling if, like if I had to play this game, I'm not saying definitely play this game, but if I was, that's kind of how yeah. I envision this game playing out. Uh, how, how, how yeah. do you No. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's right. I, I also, the Eagles, you know, look, I know something that they're really looking at is they want to minimize any turnovers going into the playoffs. I know that's like a big focus for them. So I just think it's, I also think that it's going to be a slower paced game for them too. So I just think it's one of those things where they're going to be really smart about, you know, like maybe, I don't know what the number for Miles Sanders is, but maybe like if you wanted to look at a number, perhaps like, you know, Miles Sanders or one of the running backs, other running backs, they could have a ridiculously low number and you could have some fun with that. But apart from that, I, I think that it's pretty much a, you know, the, the, the point of the game is to get out of it and, you know, have a couple, have a nice long rest for them and get the W and make sure that, you know, getting that W means they get to spend a, a couple extra days at home. Dallas Cowboys to going to right. Dallas uh, Dallas going to Washington. Dallas favored by seven. Now here's the situation: if the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Giants, um, well, actually now they're, they're so so Dallas is going to be scoreboard watching, right? And, and let's be honest, yep. since the Giants are going to be sitting players, so you know how do you play this because Dallas. Really, Eagles, um, Eagles win. Dallas really isn't playing for much. 
Yeah, I mean, scoreboard watching, I think what they do is, I mean, you saw, like, you saw last week there was no Tony Pollard. Perhaps you see people taking, like, just nice, easy reps, maybe get Tony Pollard back worked in after, you know, being, you know, being held out for, with an injury. You see a nice, slow, unfolding game, probably ball control type of situation. Of course, they want to win, but I don't think that's going to be – I think they'll be more mindful of, you know, okay, well, we, we, we know the situation as it stands. Let's just kind of stay – get, like, nice, easy – nice and easy get out of here with a, with a, nice, a nice, healthy group. Um, the 49ers playing for the seed. They're favored by 14 against Arizona. Uh, the Rams looking to upset the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, what about that? Rams plus five and a half. Baker Mayfield, last chance, last opportunity to showcase what he can do to try to get a, a, a starting job with another team somewhere else next year. Um, do you like the Rams play, playing spoiler tomorrow? I, I mean, I would love it um, from the standpoint of being a line <laughs> because then it gives the Lions and it, it gives meaning to that, you know, that game at night between those two teams, you know, Green Bay and Detroit. But at the end of the day, I don't think that I don't think that they will do it. I think Geno Smith also has a lot he wants to prove. He's really had a nice resurgent season and I think capping that off in a way that sends him to a potential playoff spot if Green Bay were to somehow lose is a is is what will happen. Although I again I, I like the idea of it and I don't know what the, the the line happens to be, but I do think it'll be a closer game than, than expected. Last but not least, um, let's talk about a game that very well could have a lot of implications uh, depending on how the rest of the day pans out. And, of course, that that's meaning that the Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks lose to the Rams. Uh, but this is a Packers team at home favored by five against the Detroit Lions. The over-under is at 49. How are you playing this? So 49 is interesting because it started off at like 53 or something a lot higher. And I think maybe right around 50 is, is where I would put this game. Um, so I, I, I like that that's moved in a direction that I believe in. Um, I think this is going to be a game where you see a pretty fun game from both quarterbacks. You've seen, you know, Jared Goff has thrown 15 touchdowns, zero interceptions since week 10, the best ratio in the league. You've seen the deep pass be a problem area for the, the Packers defense you know obviously they've gotten better in recent weeks but you know you've also seen the Lions be able to pressure quarterbacks more in recent weeks they haven't been able to stop the run but they've been able to pressure the quarterback more so I think between the two I think it'll be hopefully a more closely fought game than 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 Packers fans would like but I I really think that the Lions will will give it a even if (laughs) they've got nothing to play for I think they gave it a good shot because remember if Seattle wins at the beginning of the day, they still, I mean, their, their draft pick they get from the Rams, so they won't be playing for, you know, prime draft order for once in my life. Not a really exciting I I week 18. I, I, you know, you and I were sitting here for the last, you know, 15, 20 minutes trying to make it exciting. Um, but it's just, <laughs> I'm usually really excited about week 18, just not this week. I don't know about you, but, but Cynthia, so happy that you had an opportunity to join us tonight. Really do appreciate your time, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Of course. Yep. Talk to you next week. And next week will be good. Cause I mean, playoffs, let's go. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the playoffs. This week 18 is, uh, is lousy. Um, in, in, try to enjoy the games, my friend. Try to enjoy the games. You She's too. Cynthia Freeland <laughs> from the NFL Network. Uh, by the way, quick update. Uh, Kansas City up 31-6. to six. Boy, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with about 10 minutes left in the game. 
Um, chances chances are this Raiders team is not going to cover at nine and a half. We'll see. Uh, we've seen crazier things happen. Uh, Raiders on the move right now. Quick break. We come back. We'll take your calls. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you. 98.7 ESPN.